really not in any order. They're kind of random. So, uh, but we had never, we haven't ever done that before. So I just wanted to, I wanted to kind of uh, just let you guys see some pictures of the people that they're dealing with and and some of the island. And I think there might be a couple of our grandkids on there. But um, I'll try to um, let you know what's going on in each picture if I can't. Um, Peggy can yell from back there or somebody can get her a mic or something. But uh, we'll, we'll see how this goes. Nothing. Okay. They have uh, various groups that come down through the year. Um, there's a college-age group down there right now, in fact, uh, from Indy. And uh, this is, um, I think this is near the graveyard. I don't know what happened. Nothing. That it? Okay. Well, I was looking at it. <laughs> I, and and uh, one of the groups, this is probably a high school group that came down. There's no people in that group that you can see, but this is this was uh, a graveyard in the center is that right? That graveyard in the cent in the town square um, that was just overgrown and just trash and weeds, and so the kids uh, cleaned all that up, and uh, it's it's a really good project. And that is uh, our grandson. That's uh, Keaton Lee. He was uh, they came home uh, for his birth, which and it's a good thing that they did. But he's an he's an island boy. We call him. He rarely has clothes on. <laughs> He, he's a character. This is a, a, a service that they had on the beach. Um, they try to do that often when they have groups down. Uh, it gives an opportunity to witness to people that are around on the beach that aren't with their group. And um, it, it really works out nice. And it is a, a, a beautiful setting. They usually take uh, guitars down and uh, whatever those things are called, smaller, portable uh, drums. This is their home. Um, I believe this is, this guy um, here, his name is uh, Sean Miller, Sean and Mandy. Um, it's just amazing to see what, what God is, the people that he's bringing there. Uh, Sean and Mandy are with uh, Child Evangelism, Evangelism Fellowship. And they came down, uh, maybe was it a year after Brandon and them, or shortly after they did. And uh, so Brandon and Wendy work with them very closely. This is a group of... Um, Kids that came down, and uh, Sean is teaching them. Um, is it the King's Club? It's called the King's Club, something like that. And uh, so he's he's teaching them how how to uh, mentor kids and how to teach uh, at one of the local churches there. They're they're going to have uh, a King's Club. So this is their training. Is it okay? I stand corrected. This is uh, this is a group of ladies. Um, most of these are college age that uh, Wendy ministers to. She has uh, she does a Bible study with them um, weekly, so uh, they get together. And um, so uh, this girl here is uh, her name is Maddie. She's from Indianapolis. She's just graduated from high school. She's doing an internship with Brandon and Wendy, and so she's been down there. It will be for three months, isn't that right? Um, getting some training and stuff like that. So. It's been a real privilege. This is a group um, that came in on a cruise ship. Um, they have, that's the other amazing thing. You know, there are, there are people that go on vacation, and every time they go on vacation, they'll look for a place to minister, even on vacation. It's, and it's just amazing. So 
I'm not sure if these are the people that I'm that I'm speaking of, but one of the the groups they had a, a few people came down and contacted Brandon when he had found out some needs that they had, you know, brought them materials for those needs. I mean, it's just amazing, and they generally stay in contact when they go back to wherever they're from in the state. So it's it's just been amazing. They've really been blessed um, by that, and and I mean, it's just not a it's just not a once-in-a-while thing. It happens all the time. People call them and say, hey, we're coming on a cruise. We're going to be there at this time, and we're going to be on this this cruise line, and we want to know what you guys need. You know, and, okay, what, what's your name? You know, and so it's it's just been amazing. So um, generally, Brandon will take and show them around the island, take them for a day or something like that, for a few hours. Um, and um, this is Jason and Jennifer Johnson and uh, their little boy. I forget his name. Do you remember his name? Elijah. Of course he remembers his name. <laughs> uh, this is another ministry that God has placed down there around them. Um, it's uh, Christian vets, veterinaries. As uh, I've shared before, there are a couple of uh, schools on the island. One of them is uh, Ross University, and it's a veteran school of veterinary. Um, just like most medical schools, from what I understand, here in the States, it's kind of uh, veterinary schools are hard to get into as well. And so a lot of people go to St. Kitts, and it's very expensive to get into those. But anyway, uh, Jason is, um, well, was, he's moved on now, but he was a professor um, at Ross University, and they always um, try to minister to students, and uh, they try to minister Christ to them. So they um, had started a, a small church, and Jason... Uh, well, that's a really long story, but uh, they were they were they were worshiping by satellite. They would watch Calvary Chapel or something else. They had a series that they watched a lot, and um, so Jason and Jennifer were the couple that started that. And uh, every place they go, that's what they do. They're they're Christian vet missionaries. So uh, and it is a regular organization, and uh, they had a, a ministry right on campus, and uh, there's a. I'll share a little bit more about that in a minute. but um, So that's Jennifer and Jason, and they really <clears throat> ministered to Brandon and Wendy when they uh, first got there as well. They're, they're a great couple. They've, they've moved on to, I forget where they moved to, but someplace else, and there's another a man that has taken their place, a uh, professor at the university who also attends church um, at Caribbean Christian Fellowship. And this is uh, inside Brandon and Wendy's home. Um, and these are just some of the people that uh, they've come in contact with. This is Mavis, um, Sister Mavis Huggins It's her name, and, and I'll be talking about her um, in a little bit too, just basically how God is, has answered answered prayer for, for them. And this young man, is uh, his name is Shane. He's about probably 11 or 12, somewhere in that area, but uh, he's come to know the Lord uh, through Brandon and Wendy since they've been down. And uh, we've met him a couple of times. We visit with him every time we, every time we go. And uh, he's a he's a nice kid. But uh, uh, Mavis, actually Mavis, and her husband um, are in the states right now. He he had a brother who was killed in an auto accident, so they're in in Virginia or someplace right now. But they she's the one that does uh, the radio station with Brandon, so they do that together. And uh, this is in their home. Also, this is a dinner that they had, um, I don't know if that was for uh, the church or what, but again, you can see um, Mavis there, and, and uh, that's, that's Mandy, their intern, 
But uh, they do that uh, quite a lot. They try to have people in their home uh, for meals uh, and for fellowship. And um, <laughs> this is uh, this is Audrey, Audrey J. That's our granddaughter, Brandon and Wendy's. And this is Maddie as well. Audrey calls her little Maddie. They're best friends. She belongs to Sean and Mandy from Child Evangelism Fellowship. And uh, they're uh, probably moving on too soon, at the end of this year, I believe. Something like that. But, uh, you know, and that's what I'm saying. You know, God just, he just provides everything. You know, just everything. I mean, even down to the to the buddies your kids can play with, you know, for them. I mean, it's just, it's been just awesome to see God work. And uh, like I said, Audrey and, and Mandy are very close. They spend a lot of time together. And uh, there they are again, uh, Keaton and uh, Audrey and then Mandy. Uh, I don't know. If, I'm not sure where that's at. It looks like it might be at the Marriott or someplace on a trampoline, um, just having fun. They uh, Every once in a while they do get to go to the Marriott. Somebody sends them uh, or whatever, but uh, it's really it's really nice when they get to go, get away and take a break. And there's a story behind this. That's Brandon and Wendy. Um, they were approached by um, a mutual friend, uh, a man that Brandon coaches or did coach with. His name is Wendell. Um, there was a English British group that was doing a photo shoot. Uh, they do a wedding magazine, and they approached Brandon and Wendy to be the models for for a photo shoot for their wedding magazine, and um, so it was. It gave them an opportunity to really relax, and uh, along with that, they got you know they got a dinner, and they they did a mock wedding, and they they did the whole thing, the mock reception, and. All that stuff. So it was really, it was really nice for them to be pampered uh, for a couple of days, um, just for that purpose. So again, God just takes care of them, lets them have time to relax uh, when they need it physically, and um, they really got to share. I think there's a few pictures of some people in here later that they got to share Christ with, who were on the crew of, of on this filming crew. And so you know, it's just opportunity after opportunity after opportunity. You know, and it's you know, and I, you, we sit back here, and you you know, you see it on the computer, you Skype them, and you're just, you know, your mouth is just open all the time if you're not careful. It's just amazing. This is one of the projects. Um, this is really uh, they do this quite a lot around the island. They build swing sets. Um, they have groups that come in. Um, generally, they bring some supplies. Uh, they buy these pipes and stuff there, and they pay somebody to weld them. Sometimes they bring the material in because material is very expensive on the island. In general, everything on the island is about three times what it is here, whatever you're talking about. Um, so this is uh, one of the sets, and as you can see, they're anchoring them in uh, concrete because if you don't, people steal them. So that's one of the projects. And this, again, is... Um, <laughs> Wendy uh, just got her license. And uh, she um, made a mistake, I guess, and they have a large curve on their house. And uh, I guess the oil filter on the van when she was going out scraped over it, and she didn't know it. So <clears throat> she drove on to town and ruined the motor on the van. So, yeah, so she really was upset. And, and you know, because the, the major reason for her getting her license was to help Brandon because he has to do so much driving. Because he was the only licensed driver in every place on the island. 
everyone that needed help, everything that needed to be done, he had to go. Somebody would call, can you pick me up? Can you take me to work? Can you help me do this? My my mom needs prayer. My you know whatever it is, he would have to drive, drive her to her Bible study, do you know everything, and so physically it was really wearing on him. So. Um, you know, she reluctantly got her license, and then, and then this happened. So, you know, it's it's been a, a tough time, um, but uh, God was already on it. You know, um, He's He's already provided him the very day that this happened uh, with another vehicle. Um, it's probably not going to be the one that they'll be able to keep and, and drive, but it gave an avenue of escape. You know, to where they'll be able to do something with this. So. He's in the process now of uh, finding out how much it's going to cost to uh, get the motor change and all that stuff. Um, so, you know, it's just one of those things. But uh, it, it, that was a tough day. And uh, this probably is at uh, one of the Iwanas. As you can see, the one little guy has an Iwana shirt on. Um, so they, they really enjoy that. They've started the first Iwanas in the, in the uh, Eastern Caribbean, and they now have there's a church now that has contacted them, and they're interested in knowing how to start their own Awana program. So you just see how it, it's just spreading, you know, and how, you know, I mean, it's it's amazing. So, and they have, you know, the little guy got that shirt, I'm sure, from the Awana store. They have, they have an Awana store. They have an awards banquet, and they have everything they have here. I don't know how many of you are familiar with Awanas at all, but... Um, it's it's quite a lot different than it is here again because the availability of materials and you know other things, but uh, it is a wanna even so. And this is part of the photo shoot that they were doing for that wedding. This is one of the guys that uh, they that they got to speak into, and and you know people always want to know why are you here? What are you doing here? And you know because there's not many people there. Same thing here. This is one of the cameramen that was doing the photo shoot. Really nice guys, and uh, that's them as well with Brandon and Wendy. So it was a good opportunity to share and relax as well. So it was really nice. And uh, this probably is at Awanas too, yeah. And uh, they, the church that they have, Awanas, is uh, one of them at any rate, is a really small building. It's probably, if you, yeah, if you, okay, one-car garage. <laughs> Just say that. One-car, small one-car garage. No room for anything except the car. That's it. So uh, as you can see, they have wooden benches. Maybe I don't know if you can see them from that picture or not. Right there's one of them. They just they just sit on wooden wooden pews, which they're nice, but they're hard for people like us. <laughs> for me, they would be. But uh, the kids are, you know, and when they get in there, it's just crazy. You know, they have I don't know what many as 50, 60 kids um, some nights, and and uh, that's that's only because they had to split it because you know they had three hundred. The first time when they first started having Awanas, and you know, so uh, that's another thing the college students are really helping out with is, and the people that are in the church, the Caribbean Christian Fellowship that he pastors now is, um, they're they're training them to be Awana leaders. So they're really helping out a lot in that area in that ministry. So that's nice. And this picture, I believe, Wendy took it just to show. Um, this is this is how the conditions where their flip flops when it rains because they don't like to get their feet wet. I don't know. They don't like to get their feet wet. Uh, they won't swim in the Atlantic. They'll swim in the Caribbean some, but not in the Atlantic. They're afraid of the water. They don't like rain. So, But I can understand why, because when it comes off the mountain, floods. You think we've had some flooding. You don't leave your car on the street in a the flood there because it washes into the ocean. So, 
And there's a couple girls uh, at Awanas. Looks like they're uh, maybe learning some of their verses. Same thing. Oh, they're caught. It is okay. Yeah, I'll fix my glasses. This is the uh, uh, that's part of the Awana Grand Grand Prix. Then that's you guys probably saw it, but I didn't. That's the little wooden car. They had a group from Fort Wayne High School group that came down uh, and brought all the car stuff. And I don't know if you remember a while back when we went, we were talking about uh, Awana's Grand Prix track that we were going to build one. And I I think it's on here somewhere, isn't it? And um, <laughs> that was quite an experience building that uh, with limited tools uh, and resources. But anyway, uh, we, we did get it built. But these that's a couple of girls. That's their shell. It looks like they're just starting out with it. Same thing here. A couple of guys. I think this is probably the first night when they got them and they were going to be building them. And that's uh, Brandon. At, uh, he'd gone hiking on top of, uh, I'm not sure if that's one of the Mount Liamiga. Is that the one that's supposed to be the highest point? really high, and he said uh, that he would never do it again. It's scary. So if he was scared, yeah. And uh, this is a pastor guy from Haiti. Isn't that correct? Yeah, doctor from doctor from Haiti that they got to minister to. Um, I'm not sure. I don't remember why he was there, but uh, he was a really nice guy. He probably was at the, at the university, but they got to minister to him before he went back to Haiti. And um, this young lady here, I forget who she is. Oh, oh, um, her name starts with an I, doesn't it? <laughs> Etna or something like that. Yeah, she's going to school there, and uh, at the university, at the nursing nursing school for nursing, not not the vet school. Like I said, there's two universities on there, and uh, this is just a shot of the of the skyline and the mountain, and and this is where they have Awanas. You can't see it very well, but you will be. I think there's a picture where it's better. This is that's the that's the uh, it's an old Tarvey um, basketball court is what it is, and they do their one and they run with no shoes on that thing. There it is, right there. So hurts my feet to look at it, but uh, that's the Awana Circle, and uh, they have to walk up the hill, and I don't know, it's probably a quarter mile or so from that small church we were talking about. To, uh, to do their Awana games. So, but they, as you can see by the smiles on their faces, they, they love it. And uh, that's, this is Luke. I'm not sure if uh, you remember about him. Luke Jones, he, um, they're back in the States now. He and his wife, Jamie, were there helping Brandon and Wendy for, uh, for quite some time. And uh, the Lord called them back. He's, he's a worship leader at one of the churches in Indy now and uh, left quite a vacancy there. And uh, that's Luke as well presenting an award to one of the young ladies. And um, this is the track event. They have they have track there at their local schools. And again, you know, they try to be involved in so much, so much stuff, just so, so, so they can be involved with the people and get to speak into their lives and just be rub shoulders with them and learn who they are. Um, so they have a, a track and field day. Um, just I, I don't I think they just have one a year, but it's it's just one huge event. So they participated in that, and uh, I think some of the students uh, as well from their uh, from the church participated in it as well, helping the local schools and uh, that sort of thing. This is this is the Awana track, the unfinished the unfinished uh, version of it actually uh, before it was stained or anything like that. But it was it was pretty much built and done. Um, 
stop. <laughs> that thing was built with, um, it's about 35 feet long and uh, 17 inches wide, something like that. It has three lanes on it. And uh, it's built out of uh, five-eighths and three-quarter plywood, which is uh, three-quarter plywood is $80 a sheet U.S. there. So it's quite expensive. And, uh, but uh, one of the churches in Westfield, Indiana, provided most of the funds for that. So, uh, but we built that, that thing with the legs and all for legs that fold up so they can, and it comes apart and it makes five sections so they can store it and take it different places. And it's really been a huge um, hit on the island. There are several uh, community uh, projects that want to use it. They want to, you know, uh, so it's, it's really going to be, may have to build another one before it's over. But um, we, we build it with uh, two drills, a circular saw, and a hacksaw blade. <laughs> so, yeah, it was something. It was, it was fun, though. This is uh, the other van I was telling you about that, that uh, they got the very day um, that uh, the other one broke down. Uh, it was owned by a student at the medical school who uh, was leaving. He was graduating. It's a two-year uh, program. He was graduating. And uh, he needed to sell it, so he sold it to them, uh, you know, relatively cheap. Um, it's a little newer than the other one. It's not in as good a shape. So they're they're checking now to see if they can pull the motor out of this one and put it in the one that they have, because the one they have has windows and, you know. So I mean, they were excited to know that they were going to get this one. They knew it was a possibility um, because all the work projects and stuff would be so nice to haul stuff with. You know, it's a cargo van, so to haul stuff around the island with lumber and all kinds of stuff, you know, and then things change, you know. Sometimes God has other plans. So, you know, so we're not sure what's going to happen there, but, uh, you know, keep that keep that in mind and, and pray for them in that in that way because, um, you know, they, they do need a vehicle. And uh, actually this is, the vehicle's in front of their house, so that's, that's their house right there behind it. Can't see much of it. This, again, is the mock wedding where, um, you know, and this is going to be in some magazine in uh, in London or something somewhere. And I, guess, I think that's all in it. Must be. Looks like it. So just uh, that's just a little uh, update in pictures um, for you. Hopefully um, it gives you a better idea of uh, actually what it, what it really looks like there. I mean... It is a beautiful place. It's a beautiful island. Um, but once you get to the interior, where the ambassador, where the major population is, it's, um, yeah, it's very poverty-stricken. Uh, so some of the other things I wanted to mention was uh, also that Brandon is uh, pastoring a church now there. It's called the uh, Caribbean uh, Christian Fellowship. Um, the other man that I was telling you about, Jason, <coughs> that picture that you saw, he um, again has since moved on. So they actually have sermons on Sunday morning instead of doing it via satellite. And of course, um, as you always have with change, there are people that prefer the other way. So they had to work through um, those sorts of things. And they and uh, some people, they, you know, they parted with uh, friends, in, in, Christian friends still in, in a right manner. And that's a good thing. But, uh, you know, with change comes more change. Because, you know, we're people and we like things to stay the way they are. So right now <clears throat> they are in the process of training leadership for that church. So be in prayer about that. 
um, because they have such a high turnover because these are college students that, that go to that church. Although now they are getting a few locals that go as well. But they're college students, so they have a turnover about every two years. They have a graduation, so they get new people in, so there's no stability there except, except for Brandon and uh, Wendy and, and uh, whoever else comes alongside them. Uh, as I mentioned, the other college professor, um, is he attends that church now, so you know he'll be there uh, on a full-time basis as well. Um, so just be in prayer about that, training leadership. And these, these kids, students come from all walks of life, all all over the all over the world too, you know. So um, you know to be able to come together and, and worship and understand and learn uh, from the Word is you know sometimes it's a challenge because we've been taught this way and we've been taught this way and different people have been taught this way and so be in prayer about that, um, especially about the leadership and uh, also they're doing uh, they're working on discipleship and fellowship, um, just getting together with people, getting to know each other. Um, they're praying about outreaches for the church. A couple of them are food pantry, a food pantry and a clothing drive. They've already had a couple of clothing drives, and they're always huge. I mean, they're just they just get swamped when they when they give clothes and things away. And but the food pantry is really going to be a uh, quite a challenge because it's again there's so much poverty there. You know when you you know it's like feeding the seagulls on the beach. You know when <laughs> you feed one. You know, so, and it's understandable. I mean, you know, people, you know, people are hungry and people need, have needs. So, you know, pray that uh, for the right way to do that. I mean, generally what they do now is um, they provide them with, uh, I think you said rice, beans, and uh, a chicken or something like that when somebody calls and needs help. Those are the things because it's, uh, it's reasonably affordable. I think you said about $20 U.S. You can you can provide that, and that'll that'll feed uh, two or three people for uh, three or four days. So, you know, that's kind of the uh, rule of thumb right now at this point. Now, a food pantry that's going to look a lot different than it looks here, I'm sure. But so, you know, if if you'd be praying about that too, that would be awesome. Um, and another, on a positive note, the Christian Fellowship for um, the vets, uh, or no, Caribbean Christian Fellowship is now uh, allowed back on Ross University on the campus. For, they were kicked off a couple of years ago um, because of uh, some controversy um, over uh, homosexuality, preaching against it. And uh, I'm not sure what all happened there, but there, you know, it just it wasn't handled in the correct way. So it took a long time, um, and that's been one of Brandon's goals is to be able to get back onto the campus so they can minister to the students on campus, more students. Because, again, they have students that come to their church and that come to their home for their Bible study and that sort of thing, um, but they feel like they can have more of an outreach if they can have a small office right on campus and be right there for uh, the students. So it's a real answer to the prayer that they're, they are going to be allowed back on the campus. So that's, uh, that's really going to be nice for them. And... Um, Students, uh, again, like I said earlier, they are participating in Awanda, Awana on Saturdays. Um, other churches, at least one, have uh, asked them about starting an Awana program. Um, one example uh, that a, a difference that Awana is making, there's a teen there, Peg and I have met him. Um, every time he's been there, his name is Vincent. And uh, he's a young, a young teen, I should say, 13, 14, maybe somewhere in that area. 
But you know, and he was he was pretty typical, I guess. You know, just kind of not real serious about anything, or just you know, and 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 the problem was, you know, they really need people that are going to step up because there's so much chaos, there's so many kids, and so many so much noise, and so they need someone to help. You know, so Vincent has really come alongside. Vincent came to know the Lord. He's gotten saved uh, through the Iwana program there, which is uh, a real blessing. And so he's really he's come alongside to help them. And he's he's really doing some mentoring and, and helping with some of the younger teens uh, in Iwana on Saturdays now. So and he's he's been quite a good example to them. So it's really it's really neat. So you know you could tell when we were there before that he was just like on the edge, you know, of accepting Christ. I mean he was you know he had a foot over here and a foot over here, and you know you can tell. Um, but he has accepted Christ, and and they've seen a major difference in his life. So and also uh, Brandon plays football. On Sunday afternoons, with a bunch of students um, from both universities, and um, you know, he just tries to he just tries to get out and and get to know as many people as as he can, and have as great of influence as he can. So, and that's really been uh, a blessing as well. And um, he just wants the opportunity to share Christ and and who Christ is, and he's building relationships. And uh, he's had several of those students over to the house; they're pretty good friends. Uh, with several of them now, and um, there have been three missionary teams there this year so far, and there's another one coming uh, shortly. Um, they are allowed in the schools every day, where they have time and sharing of the word and singing, and even craft time in the in public schools. So um, it's really been it's really been a blessing, you know. Uh, they helped out an orphanage, they uh, clean up and things, and I think. I'm not sure if that's the orphanage, but one of them, they um, they built some cabinets and stuff like that. Somebody, again, a couple from one of the cruise ships come down and, and found out one of the needs, and they sent some materials down for that. And uh, they, they uh, had some cabinets built uh, for that orphanage, so that was really nice. Um, they have Bible study on Wednesdays in their home. Sometimes they have church uh, when the students are on break, which they are right now. I think they must have apparently had a graduation here recently, so some of the um, students are at home on break, so instead of paying money to rent that small, they rent a place for the uh, church. It's it's uh, it's uh, it's a resort. It's a small room in a resort, and uh, so instead of paying that, they have it with a small group. They have that service in their home, and um, they work very close with Sean and Mandy, as I mentioned, from child evangelism. Um, it's just it's been so neat to see that work. Brandon started he started a Bible study in a in a place across the island called Fig Tree. And, uh, you know, the problem was there were so many uh, ladies that would come with children, and it was, again, so chaotic. And then, so Sean was able to come in and, and start a, a, a King's Club with that group of kids uh, up on the hill a little ways away so that they could have Bible study. So it's just amazing to watch to watch how God works that out. And um, so, uh, I'll see, I already shared that. And then there's another guy. Uh, this has really also been something his name is Scott. He's from Calvary Chapel in Fort Lauderdale. His dad, I guess, runs a uh, paddleboard rental place there uh, on the beach at St. Kitts. And Brandon's been um, witnessing to this guy for, for some time. And um, his boy, again, uh, is involved at Calvary Chapel Fort Lauderdale. I don't know if he's one of the pastors. I don't know if he's a youth pastor or what. But anyway, Scott is interested in starting uh, a church in the Caribbean. So, as I said earlier, you know, God just keeps bringing all this stuff, you know, and he just keeps on bringing it. 
He wants to start uh, one in uh, Trinidad, Trinidad or in uh, Tobago. And so he wants to talk with Brandon about that, about how to go about it. And, you know, again, they don't know how, what's going to happen, what's going to come of it, what their part will be in it, or if they'll have a part in it or, or anything about it. But it's just, uh, it's just amazing to watch, to watch God work and uh, just bring everything together, people, materials, money, everything. So, and some needs. Um, I, I have a small list of some needs that you can pray about. Um, of course, the first one is, you, you saw earlier, um, no particular order, but uh, the first one I have listed is uh, the money to fix the van, whatever has to happen there. You know, we don't know what's going to happen there, how much that's going to be, or even if they can use that motor. Um, prayer for, con- for the uh, continued leadership being discipled. Uh, they want to certainly continue that, and they would covet it, our prayers for that. And also, uh, Brandon has been trying to rent out the movie theater. There's a movie theater on the island uh, to meet in uh, for church. It's a little bigger than the one that they're building, you know, and so they they would like to have a little more space. Um, so, But he hasn't had any luck so far. The guy hasn't contacted him. So he's really trying to, to rent that out, uh, you know. So that would be nice, uh, nice for them. Um, also, I mentioned... Uh, I don't think I've mentioned it here, but I mentioned it to JD. Um, they do something um, at uh, the home church that he comes from in Indy. It's called uh, Festival of Life. It's coming in February, and um, I'm not sure if you've if you've um, heard about it or not. But so they're going to do that in St. Kitts, which which is the first they they generally do it somewhere here in the states. And uh, uh, what it is is they will, or what it'll look like there anyway is. Um, and St. Kitts have, have lots of little little villages, you know, just down the road from each other, small villages, all over the island, just spotted everywhere. And um, what they'll do is they'll have a small festival, carnival, game type thing in, in uh, I don't know, they'll probably choose three or four of those, and they'll have, you know, people there uh, running those, and they'll, um, uh, they'll have a time uh, with a lesson and uh, to share Christ during that, during that uh, festival. So... Um, you know, we just have to, uh, I'd, I'd want to want you guys to remember to pray for that. Um, and he will have, again, there'll be packets available later this year for churches in the states that want to be involved in that. And uh, I had talked to JD about that, and uh, it might be a, some uh, case where we might be able to get a group of people, a small group, to go down and be involved um, in something, whether it's setting up, tearing down, teaching, whatever it might be, there'll be plenty of opportunities. Um, so they're, again, they're just now putting that together. And again, it's going to look much different than it does here because it's in St. Kitts and there's limitations. Um, so there may be opportunity if anybody's thinking about, you know, wanting to go on a short-term uh, trip for a week or two, uh, it would be a really good opportunity. And um I know they would appreciate it as well, and, and uh, we can watch God work in that way. So um, they'll have packets again later later this year uh, to give to churches to show how you can be involved, who you can contact, and what sorts of things they're going to be doing. Um, and some of you might know, some of you I, I'm sure do know Jordan and uh, Kristen McGay, um, who uh, are going to be there in 2014, January. I'm not sure if... Uh, you know, it's public now, so for a while we had to keep it quiet, but until <laughs> everybody was notified. But they're coming in January, and um, they're going to they're gonna be really helping with that. And it's just amazing. Brandon and uh, God has really given 
Jordan and Brandon uh, a vision for the Caribbean, and um, you know it's 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 too it's too great for them to accomplish for sure. So it's going to have to be God. So you know keep that uh, in your prayers. They've been talking about about this for uh, really a, a couple of years since Brandon has been down there. And um, you know they would they would uh, like to start a school of ministry there in the island on on the St. Kitts to um, minister to more than just that island to train pastors and so it's like you know it just it just blew me away the vision that God's given them so Jordan and his family um, are going to be moving down there January of uh, 2014 and they're going to be they're going to be starting to work on that to see what God does so. So it's exciting, and um, I think that's about it on the update. So I, I hope that was informative for you. If you have any questions, again, you can talk to Peg or I, either one, um, or um, you can get on their website. And if you need a magnet, I can probably we can probably get one to you. I think we got about fifty on the fridge at home. <laughs> so um, okay, so today. Matthew 28, 18 through 20. We're going to be talking about discipleship. And it was really kind of uh, kind of amazing, kind of neat. I don't know why it's always surprising because God, that's how he works, you know, and you see it time after time and you're still surprised. So, you know, but uh, when uh, John was sharing about the eagles, you know, uh, flapping their wings and that sort of thing, I'm thinking, man, isn't that just like discipleship? You know, teaching them. I mean, you can you can educate all you want, but if you don't if you don't show and teach and disciple, you don't get very far. You know that 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 female eagle could flap her wings and show them how to do it. You know how they're supposed to flap their wings, all she wanted. But if she doesn't get out of the nest and show them how it works, they're never going to fly. So I just thought that was a neat. That was really cool the way God did that. So, anyway, um, Matthew 28, 18 through 20. So, <clears throat> and Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. And we've always known that as the Great Commission. I'm sure you've heard a hundred sermons about it over the years. Um, so I just want to make a few observations and maybe draw a few parallels um, from what uh, from what I know and what I see in in uh, Brandon and Wendy's life in going to mission, uh, in going to St. Kitts. Um, so. I would just like to uh, draw through a few parallels for that, but uh, and of course the main the main thrust of today's um, sermon is on on the command, uh, which is make disciples. So <clears throat> hopefully I'll um, be able to make that plain. And uh, I'd like to make a few observations before we get there. The first thing that sticks out to me is he says right from the start. He says, "I have." All authority. He doesn't say. He doesn't say how you doing. Yes, it's really me. I know you're frightened. Nothing. He doesn't say any of that. And just before that, in verse 17, it says that you know when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Some doubted. He doesn't even address that. 
He doesn't even say, I know some of you are worried that it's, that it's not me. I know you're scared. Nothing. He says, all authority has been given to me. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. So I'm thinking, well, what does that mean? It must be important. He doesn't address anything except that to start with. The word authority is often used in conjunction with or in place of the word power. If you look up the word authority, there's about 50 different meanings. Authority, authority on this, on a subject, authority in something, authority over something, authority by something, and whatever. You know, there's, there's lots of different. Um, but really, uh, the word authority and power do not always mean the same thing. For instance, a lynch mob might have the power to punish someone for their crime, but they don't have the authority. Just the power. They were not sanctioned by the state or the government. On the other hand, teachers, we have some teachers here in our group, have the authority to teach because they fulfill the requirements of the state, which is the authority in this case. They've received a license and they can teach. There are many kinds of authority. Authority on different subjects, authority on people, places, just about anything you can think of, someone's authority on it. But today, we're only interested in one kind of authority, the highest, the highest authority. It's the one true authority. God in our Lord Jesus Christ. His authority. And that's the authority that Jesus was talking about. I've been given authority by my Father, by God. In Colossians 1, 15 through 20, it describes Christ like this, the one with the authority. He says, I have the authority. It describes him like this. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things consist. And he is the head of the body, the church, which is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he may have the preeminence. Everything was created for his purpose. Everything. That's the authority that he had, that Christ has, and that's what he was telling them. I have all authority on heaven in heaven and on earth. All authority, everywhere. Period. That's the authority he has. He said, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I commanded you. The word go ye is actually a participle. It conveys a command to go. But the assumption that the, with the assumption that the listener, in this case the disciples, or you and I, will already be going. In other words, while you are going, make disciples and teach all nations. Or even disciple all nations. So, while you're going, whatever you're doing, wherever you are, whether you're at home, whether you're at school, whether you're on a foreign field, wherever you are, while you are going, whatever you're doing, make disciples. Okay, so what does that look like? How do we do that? That's my first question. I've just given you an update on Mission St. Kitts, Brandon, and, uh, and, and what's going on there. So, I want to look at that for a second. 
Something that uh, Brandon said to me early on, the first year he was there, it's always kind of stuck in my mind. And he said, Dad, I'm not doing anything in St. Kitts that I wouldn't be doing if I was at home in Indianapolis or Newmarket or anywhere else. We're just living our lives for Jesus, loving people, sharing Jesus at every opportunity. And he, and he, and he said, it's so simple. You know, he said, everybody thinks you have to be so special and you have to, you know, but he said, we're not doing anything that we didn't do when we were there and that we won't be doing if we ever come back, wherever we are. Isn't that what we're supposed to be doing? Wherever we are. Living our lives for Jesus. Loving people and sharing Jesus at every opportunity. Hmm. In Romans 10, 14 and 15, it says, How then shall they, how they, shall they call on Him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in Him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? If we're not sharing here where we are, how are people going to hear? How are they going to know? How are they going to believe, you guys? How are they? How beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of, of good things. I don't know, I've always looked at that kind of, I guess, as, you know, maybe a preacher standing up here. But you know what? That's, that's the body. That's any of us. Have you ever ministered to somebody who's really going through a hard time in their life and how and watch them as you can just see the stress come off their face. You know, that makes sense. You know, I really appreciated talking to you. Thanks. You know, that meant a lot. Or, yes, I do want to accept Christ. Have you ever had that happen? That's what it's talking about. Good tidings. That's the good tidings. And that's it. We're all supposed to be doing that. Just letting everyone that the Lord brings across your path See who Jesus is through our actions, our attitudes, and our speech. Everything about us. It isn't just about educating people. It's about discipling them as well. It's not just about telling them the truth. Certainly we need to tell them the truth, but we have to show them the truth through our lives. Through our lives. I mean, I've, I've heard it said before, and I bet you have too a million times, well, we just have to educate people and they'll make the right decision. I don't think so. I think we're seeing that in the world now, aren't we? All we have to do is educate them. It's so simple. And they'll make the right choice. No, they won't. How would you like to educate your kids and see what choices they make without your example? What do you think would happen? Well, you don't have to think. You know what would happen. You see it all the time. They have, let's see... I lost my spot. That's nice, isn't it? Disciple, it need, we, I'm going to start marking this. So. They have, uh, it means looking yourself, at your, making yourself available when a friend just needs advice. It means letting people see that you care and love and love them and about what's going on in their lives. 
It means looking for opportunities to help, to share, and to love people. We have to look for those opportunities. And I'll tell you what, if you're looking for them, they'll come floating across your path. Sometimes they'll come barreling across your path. They will. Most of the time we're not paying attention. That's the problem because we're too self-absorbed with something that's going on in our lives or what, what we want to do or the next big thing we want to buy or you know whatever it is. Not that there's anything wrong with those things, but our main focus should be sharing who Christ is just through our life. <clears throat> I lost it again. That's one thing that uh, the statement that Brandon made to me that uh, that he noticed on his missions trip to St. Chip, St. Kitts was the lack of discipleship. He said they have teaching as small children in school, but after that, they just do their own thing. See, they had the education. They have the education. You can go into the schools in St. Kitts. You can go, you know, in in um, kindergarten class in first grade. Their teacher asked them, "What was your Sunday school lesson about?" And the kids will, you know, they'll share what it was about. Yet that country has one of the highest populations of of, of uh, fatherless children in probably the world. I mean, it's it's amazing. I mean, there are, there are so many orf uh, single kids down there that don't have parents or don't have a father. They all have mothers. There's so many single single women and guys that they just go around and do their own thing. But they all know when if you go up to them and you ask them, you know Jesus? Yeah, yeah, I know Jesus. We went to a hardware store last time we were there to get some stuff for the um, the track. And the the guy in there uh, in the department where the bolts and all that stuff were, we. You know, their first question is, hey, what are you doing here? You go to school here? No. Well, what are you doing here? <laughs> well, I'm just telling people about Jesus. What? <laughs> and he'd say, well, you know Jesus? Yeah. Yeah, I know Jesus. And uh, so he always does a little bit of uh, investigation. You know, he talks to him a little bit. So, are you a Christian? No. No, I'm not a Christian. Well, why not? Too many other things I want to do first. See, they know Jesus. They know the truth. But they want to do their own thing. So it does take discipleship. Hmm. Now, there are many ways to disciple people. I mean, you know, again, as I said, just talking to a friend who's maybe having trouble uh, in their marriage or with a job or with somebody else or what it might, whatever it might be. Um, you know, your your kids bring friends home from school all the time. I mean. You know, and I mean even young kids, not not talking about just teens, certainly teens, but not only teens, even young kids, third, fourth, fifth grade. Those those kids need Jesus and they need help and they need they need to see who Jesus is in your life, in, in the life of your children. In the Bible we can we can read about Jonah and Daniel and Joseph. Look at their lives. Look how they rubbed off on other people. Look at look at Joseph, how he became so great and then was able to minister to his family when they came in. And Daniel. They knew his friends, I don't know what else to call them, the people that were around him knew that they weren't going to be able to trap him unless it was with his religion because they knew his life. They knew his witness. They knew his testimony. 
because he was involved in people's lives. They knew. And you know people. You know people who who have are in right standing and whom you know well. And when somebody comes and brings a rumor about them to you, what's the first thing you do? I don't believe that. That's not true. Because you know. You know them. Because they have a testimony with you. Well, why is that? Because you have a relationship and you know how they feel. You know how they think who God is in their life. Because they show you who God is in their life. And of course, the Apostle Paul, he ministered and discipled all the time. Discipled Timothy and Titus and I don't know how many others all the time. Second Timothy 4.2 um, This is, and I put this in the amplified version because uh, I really like the way it said it. It's, it's long-winded, but uh, I, I do like it. It says, Herald and preach the word. And, you know, this is, again, this is talking about individuals. You know, us. Certainly the church, but you and I as we go out in our everyday life. Herald and preach the word. Keep your sense of urgency. Do we have that? A sense of urgency? Not always. Not always. Stand by, be at hand and ready, whether the opportunity seems to be favorable or unfavorable. Sometimes, generally, we make excuses. Nah, this is not a good time. You know, they're, they're stressed or they, they don't feel well or they this or they that. You know, I, sometimes I, I always thought of uh, a, not a, a good opportunity, you know, when my definition of not a good opportunity is when somebody just rejects it, you know. But it, it can be just when it's not convenient for you or for them. But there's where that sense of urgency comes in. Whether the opportunity seems favorable or unfavorable, whether it's convenient or inconvenient, whether it's welcome or unwelcome, as a preacher of the word, again, all of us, not just the person standing up here, are to, as a preacher of the word, are to show people in what way their lives are wrong and convince them, rebuking and correcting and warning and urging, urging and encouraging, being unflagging and inexhaustible in patience and teaching. That's huge. Patience and teaching. Sometimes we're easy. We're pretty exhaustible, aren't we, in patience and teaching? <laughs> I'm tired of doing this. I've had people. I've had people say, "Well, I'm I'm tired of praying about this. I've been praying about this for X amount of months or weeks or years, and I'm just tired of praying about it. I'm not going to pray about it anymore." And uh, I, I'm afraid that's not being patient. That's not being patient at all. God's timing is what it's about. I remember Brandon when uh, talking about when he first moved, uh, when they first moved to the island. Um, they had to have patience. There wasn't much to do because they didn't really know anybody. It, and that was the strange thing. I had uh, a number of people would would say, "Well, you know what? Uh, what board are they going under? You know, are they? You know, what mission board? They're not going under a board. You know." What, uh, well, how are they going to know, you know, where their ministry is going to be? Are they gonna, well, they're going to let, they're just going to let God lead. You know, I don't know. You know, you're asking me all this stuff. I know. All I know is they're following God. They're following God. Their heart is in the right place. 
And that's all I need to know. I don't need to know the details. Their heart is right. It's in the right place. At any rate, he would talk about having nothing to do about the first week or so. It only lasted about a week because they really didn't know anybody. They would get up in the morning and they would say, what are we going to do today? We're going to go to the beach. And that only, like I said, that only lasted about a week because one morning he got up and he, he told Wendy, he said, I saw a basketball court down the street. I'm going to go down there and see if I can, I can hear him saying this. I'm going to go down there and see if I can meet some people. Who knows? Maybe they'll let me play. And they did. He established a relationship with the guys and was soon coaching. Through that group, he met the mother of one of the players who ran a boys club on the island. Her name is Mavis Huggins. That's the lady I showed you earlier. Um, and she is a Christian with a heart for young people and wants to see, and she wants to see the island changed by Jesus. And now that boys club is the Awana's program on Saturday evenings. And that's how God works. Sometimes you just have to show up and make yourself available and let God do the rest. I mean, you know, it's just, you know, who would have thought? Wendy said, well, when he said that, I said, okay, go ahead. You know, you don't know anybody and it's kind of scary. You know, we've heard uh, rumors around around here about how dangerous it is at certain times. And he just went down there and started playing with a bunch of the guys. And uh, one, of them, one of them happened to work at a, a parts store. And uh, uh, Brandon had to get a battery for his van. He met this guy, and it was his, his mom um, that uh, is Mavis. And she, she's, a, she's a dynamite lady. She's really neat. Actually, she's going to be taken over. Um, child evangelism fellowship because Sean and Mandy are going to be moving to uh, Tobago or somewhere else to start. They're training her. That's their mission is to train locals to take over. And so Mavis will be doing that. And uh, so it's really, it's really cool. Again, again, how many times have I mentioned that today just to see God work, just to see him move people and use people. So, but just through that, through just showing up, be willing to go down, and rub shoulders with these people that he never knew. He didn't even know he could, if he could play basketball with them. He just didn't even know. I just can't say enough about what's going on in St. Kitts. They're on the radio. They're in the public. They are in the public school. They started the Wanna program, a Bible study in their home. People call constantly for help of one kind or another. It's been amazing to watch God use them, and uh, He has much more in store for St. Kitts, for sure. That's, that's part of discipling, is being, being willing, able and willing, to let God use you. To let, let God put those thoughts in your head and to move on them. To do whatever it is that He wants you to do. It's just been amazing. So, it's not just about, you know, um, training and, and, and Sunday school and that sort of thing. You know, while there's, there's, there's nothing wrong with that, you know, uh, educating in Sunday school and that sort of thing. Those are, those are wonderful opportunities to teach. They are, and I'm not saying we should, uh, you know, banish them at all. But I'm saying it takes more. It takes discipling on our part. On our part, we have to be willing to step up, to step out, and just let God use us. And sometimes we're not. You know, and like I said, that's just an example of when he went down to the basketball court, of how, you know, we can be willing to go, you know? I mean, how many times do we, here in the States, we don't really talk to strangers much, do we? If you don't know somebody, even here in church, if you don't know somebody, you just walk past them. You don't walk up to them, shake their hand, say, hey, my name's, my name's Brad, what's your, 
We don't do that very often. Some of it, sometimes we do, but not, not like we should. Establish relationships. And he was willing to do that. And God's just rolled a bunch of stuff down the hill, you know, just right through that. So I, I think, um, you know, discipleship is uh, extremely, extremely uh, important and it's, it's, it's needed. I mean, it's a must. It really is. So the last, the last part of Matthew 28.20 says, And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Always. That's a guaranteed success of, of our mission. He is always with us through the Holy Spirit. Always. All the time. Every place we go. Every thought we have. At home. At school. At church. With your friends. At the park. Wherever you are. He is always with you. Not just when you're with a group of people praying or talking about Jesus and spiritual things. Always with you. Even when you go down <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> even when you go down to the basketball court. Whatever you're doing, he is always with you. Again, the amplified amplified version of that I, I like really well. He said, And behold, I am with you all the days, perpetually, uniformly, and on every occasion to the end of the age. This is a promise from Jesus Christ to every believer. And it guarantees the success of the mission that you and I have as believers of Jesus Christ. And that is the mission to make disciples. Again, as I said earlier, all we have to do is step out. All we have to do is show up and let God do the rest. I, I sent a, a, a text earlier this week um, to, the, to JD, and I kind of want to end on this. Um, just a thought that I had, and it said, um, <clears throat> should not the goal of every, or one of the major goals, maybe I should read it, that might be better. My memory is so good. Should not one of life's goals for the Christian be to make disciples of his own children? You know, we talk about that a lot. You know, well, I don't know how to make disciples. I don't know how to, I don't know how to do this. I don't have opportunity. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, whatever. What about our own children? And I could probably stand up here and preach another sermon on how that works, what that looks like in our lives, in the lives of our children. Shouldn't that be our goal? Every Christian. You know, the Bible says that every Christian God gives everybody a gift. And doesn't it also say that your children are a gift from God? Let's pray. <clears throat> Father, we um, just thank you uh, for the opportunity, Lord, to share and um, just for um, the strength, Lord, that you give. And uh, it's, it's so awesome to watch you work even as we've been able to watch uh, recently, Lord, and as you work in the lives of our children in St. Kitts and even in Indianapolis and every place, Lord, it's, uh, it's been so uh, wonderful to watch you work, and we just thank you so much for it, Lord. And as we watch you work here in, in this church, in this body, Lord, um, as we see uh, people coming in, Lord, new people, it's, it's just so wonderful, Lord, not just because they're new people, but 
because uh, because you, uh, Lord, are bringing people, and uh, you want us to disciple people, each of us, every day of our lives, to disciple those that you bring across our path, Lord, and pray that you would uh, make us aware of that, make us uh, pay attention, Lord, and not not be <clears throat> focused on um, other things, Lord. Uh, and uh, we just we thank you so much for every opportunity that you that you provide for us, Lord, and pray that we would be able to, uh, again, uh, discern those opportunities and take advantage of them, and that, uh, Lord, as you always do, that you would give us the, the wisdom and the compassion and the love and the discernment, Lord, to carry out um, that great commission, Lord, to make disciples in our children and in our friends, Lord, and in, in this county, Lord, and uh, in this town and in this world, Lord, this Thank you so much for, for all that you do for us and all that, all that you are going to do, Lord. And we just we give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. No, I guess that's it. There's no, uh, no worship after. Okay. All right. So uh, have a good week. <laughs> Whew.